people then, which What's is youth and occupancy. Okay. That's the, the local government and everybody signed off on it saying that this building has been built, infrastructure has been put in per spec, per code, you are now able to use this facility. Mm-hmm. When they get that release, that is their completion date. So our warranty starts at that date. It's all um, running. So, yes. It's all running. Sorry. It's all running. It's all running. Run. It's all running. It's all running. All right, now we can start. No, okay. <laughs> so, Jeff Spencer, just wanted to pick your brain for a minute. Um, I was curious about what kind of tasks or, you know, checklist items you have when you get ready to close out a project. How do you tie up all the loose ends and get ready to completely disconnect from a project and move on either to the next one or multiple projects? Well, it starts off, you know, like punch list items that, you know, the GC or the owner you're working for and yourself, you know, will go through the job as it's closing out. Then you'll have punch list items, you know, that adjusting manholes, you know, Whatever it may be, you know, valve boxes, uh, fire hydrants, you know, whatever it may be on that project needs to be done at the last, you know, final stages before the final asphalt goes down. Punch list is the main thing, you know, get that done. And then you've got to write your warranty letter. So, you know, standard warranty in Middle Tennessee, you know, for most projects is one year. Uh, So I've got to write a warranty letter to the owner and then as-built drawings. You've got to, you have a set of drawings that's given to you by the, uh, the uh, EOR, which is Engineer of Record. <clears throat> you built this project according to their drawings, but you made some changes along the way. So you want to be able to show footages, locations of items such as manholes, fire hydrants. You want to show, you know, elevations as far as invert elevations, top of casting. Same way with grade work. You want to show a finished floor elevation on building pads. Uh, you know, even though the finished floor elevation just says a 553.79, but it may have actually worked out to be a 553.8, you know, just a hundredth off. But, you know, you need to note that there has been a change. Who's capturing this during the course of the project? Is that your well, crew? Or that's is that my crew. Inspectors? My crew, the surveyors. You know, it's 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 accumulation of people, whoever you have working for you to achieve these goals. But my crew knows, you know, when they set a manhole or they set a fire hydrant, they give me invert elevations, they give me top of casting elevations, they give me footage elevations between one manhole or the other. And, you know, they may also, you know, say that a manhole is X amount of feet off this building corner and X amount of feet off this fire hydrant. You know, just whatever that takes to get those ass belts and then we bring them in the house. We take the original EOR drawings. We transfer our data over on them in a real life scenario. We submit them to the municipality, the owner, uh, you know, whoever needs to have those. Most time they go back to the original engineer of record. He updates his drawings and then he submits them to like the municipality or the owner. Mm-hmm. Say these are the changes. Everybody approves them. They sign off on. At that point, that's when we write our, our letter 
of warranty. Okay. And that, how do you know what needs to be included in your letter of warranty? Well, just like, you know, it's pretty standard. You know, it's like based off of drawings and, and start time of this date, based off of drawings supplied by such and such, such and such, we comply that all materials, labor, will be warranted for one day from completion date. Whatever that completion date is, it doesn't matter what time that my scope of work is finished, when that building or that structure happens to be complete, I may finish mine six months before the building's ever complete. When a building's complete at that point, they get a UNO. When they get a UNO, then which What's is that? use and occupancy. Okay. That's the, the local government and everybody signed off on it saying that this building has been built, infrastructure has been put in per spec, per code, you are now able to use this facility. Mm -hmm. When they get that release, that is their completion date. So our warranty starts at that date. For one year, anything goes wrong with our work, we have to be able to go in, whether it be, if it happens to be some kind of failure in the product we put in, then a manufacturer will also step in and they will cover the cost of that you know, repair. Just reimburse you. Just reimburse me. But if it's something that we've done, as far as labor goes, then we have to supply the materials, labor, and equipment to make those repairs. And if we have to disturb new pavement or asphalt, concrete, whatever, we got to cover that as well. But that's part of our warranty. But I mean, there's a point, right, where you could go down this legal rabbit hole and you could say, okay, well, this is also going to cause us, this delay in traffic is going to cost us 20% production or 20% sales on this day. And they say, uh, you'll also have to cover our daily expenses for half a day or one day. I mean, you ever get to that level of warranty or is it purely to fix the Sometimes, but it's, it's very, very seldom. You know, most time the, the owner is just happy that you're willing to go in and, and, and correct any mistakes that you've made or mm -hmm. any faults that you may have. And plus it builds a good reputation with you and them on the next project. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, hey, we want to continue to use these guys because they stand behind their product. Mm -hmm. You know, regardless of whatever the issue is, they're going to come back and make it right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to do. you got to have those relationships. Yeah. You know, if you're constantly taking advantage of owners and, and not doing or giving 100, 110%, then, you know, you're not going to do work for those people in the future. Right. And as you build those relationships and they know you do good quality work, you may not have to be the lowest bidder. You, you may be five, six, seven percent higher, but they're like, hey, we've used these people in the past and they're top notch. I'd rather pay a little more money as I had to go through the headache with somebody else. But could end up being cheaper in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's very important to do your best work, even if it costs you money in the end. You know, be willing to go back and, and fix your mistakes and correct those because it's just going to, it's going to pay dividends in the future. You've got your punch list mm. items. You've got your warranty. Anything else that's required to close out that job? No, that's pretty much it. You know, it's you know, once you have your warranty letter and your punch list items are met, then they know the job's complete and they know you've done what you said you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And like I said, you got one year that you got to honor that warranty. And we've had situations, you know, like 13, 14 months down the road, they call us, "Hey, I know it's out of your warranty. We've got this issue." And 
nine times out of ten we go back and we at least split the cost with them yeah or sometimes we'll eat all the cost depending on what it may be yeah. Yeah. well even on a personal level that doesn't feel good right like right. the day after your warranty runs out yeah. you're yeah. Your shit breaks. Good. Yeah. You didn't mention anything about code beer. When does that take place at the end of a job? When that job is done and complete, and you know you don't have to go back, then there's a lot of cold beer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Do yeah. you have a ritual or uh, something you do to cap off a successful project? Insurance is sent, received, and accepted. Is that when you? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But no, I mean it's it's not really a ritual. It's like you want to get to the point to where you do quality work and it's expected. You know, it's not like oh yes, you know this this turned out good. It's like right. you know. Yeah. You, 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 it shouldn't be a celebratory <laughs> beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like we pulled this off. We overdid it. Yeah. Let's let's have a good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and. and always be willing because yeah you know we we may bid the projects we may oversee them but your guys in the field are the ones that's getting the quality work they're the ones doing it yeah always be willing to go out you know give give a little bonus you know if a job goes well and everything comes in at budget or under budget give a little bonus you know tell you guys how good a job they've done you know give them a pat on the back take them out to eat you know you'd be surprised how far that goes that makes them willing to go above and beyond on the next project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let, let's be realistic. It don't matter how good or how great your management staff is. If your field guys aren't confident in you and feel like they're appreciated, you're going to get secondary work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if, if they know that you appreciate them and you got their back and you're willing to give them just a little bit mm-hmm. to show your appreciation, They're going to go above and beyond on each project. Mm